0: Hello, hello, and welcome again to another episode of Dad's In-Depth, and today, uh, we should have something interesting happening for all of you, but before we get started, let me introduce the whole group here, Well, everybody's going to introduce themselves. Um, I'm Louis, dad, two kids, seven now, and ten, because she just had a birthday. That's right, she had a birthday. Yeah, seven and ten, so, yeah. Birthday, Layla. Where does the time freaking go? Anyway, guys.
1: My name is Rich. I have three boys, um, 26, uh, 22, and going to be 20 in, in December. Damn. <laughs>
2: <That's>, wow.
3: <laughs>
4: okay. Hey, Jay.
2: Oh, Boo, you want to go?
4: No, right. bad. You're good. All
2: right. Um, I'm Jay. I have two kids. Um, my daughter is eight and my son is
4: 11. All right. My name is Blue. I got uh, three kids 17, 19, and 26. My 26 year old is uh, finally, I don't want to say that in a bad way, but finally graduating college uh, with her mat, with, uh, you know, no more. She's done. So. Awesome! Great thing. New new phase in her
0: life. Great! Congratulations! That's it. Hello, you're that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Oh, just a quick note. Um, so my friend Renee, he's actually uh, on his way. In about ten minutes, he'll be in, and uh, we'll just uh, talk about that when we get in. All right. So today, we were thinking. You know what? What would be a good sort of nice little episode for the three listeners that we have and uh <laughs> and maybe some information that they can you know uh you know just uh move forward like pass pass along to other dads Look, I mean, t- hold on Lou. Me. do you know
1: what you gotta do you gotta find a way to set up like a QA or something with these listeners that you have out there that way they can ask you questions yeah. or whatever and you know Yeah,
0: the, i mean i could yeah. try to it's gonna be a little difficult like doing it live i would say but uh i guess we could just use the um the email and just kind of get yeah. questions there or, you know. So
1: guys, whoever's listening out there, ask some questions. And let's hear from you guys. You know, you
0: have any insights or any topics, let's go. <laughs> all right. All right. So today, yeah. So today we want to make it valuable. So today we're going to try to look at what uh, sort of advice we would have as like, just like regular dads for other dads out there going through, going through it pretty much. So we have a pretty good collection of dads here that have, you know, have some experience. Some of us you've heard, you know, already have like older, you know, uh, older kids. Mm-hmm. Some of us have you know, younger kids. And so if we were to, let's say, look at our lives and go back and say, like, you know, if I could go back, this is what I would, you know, change. This is what I would do. This is what I would improve or this is what, you know, I would have liked to have done with my kids. Um, what would those things have been? So that let's say if you happen to be a dad and in, 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 at that stage with your, with your kids, you you maybe have a, a bit of, of an insight into you know um, what would work and what doesn't, and of course every every you know child is different, of course. But this is just sort of like our personal mm-hmm. collection of experiences that would hopefully be you know um, provide you with some value. So this is pretty much what we're what we're doing today. So if you could go back, and if we were to like let's say um, let's begin with like the first time you knew you were going to be a dad, all right? And I know it's different for all of us, right? I completely get that's it. That's different for me 100% yeah.
1: because, we are, as we all know here, those boys aren't biologically mine, okay? um They're mine in every other way, in every other form, in every other shape. I mean, my wife swears we have the same DNA, but they're not biologically mine. And it's funny, we had this conversation the other day. We had this conversation the other day. It was, it, it, it was a, a joke conversation, but there was some truth behind it. And she says, oh, what if... Because you know, my my wife still can't get pregnant. I said, "Oh, what if it happens?" And I said, "What well, happens? It happens. I don't care. Oh, you don't think we're too also? Awesome? No, I don't care. I'm at the stage when I don't care. I, I you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I want. I would. Do I want anymore? I don't know. It has I don't protect myself for it to happen or not, not to happen. Wait, you hold on. You, you want a kid right now? no. It,
4: okay.
1: if, it, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, oh, it doesn't. Okay. I mean, you know, and and <laughs> I, and then you know, other off topic, but she was telling me. Oh, you know, you would be a sucker with a, with a newborn that's yours because all these times you were, you know, I had my youngest son. He 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 was three when I met him, and my oldest was ten. You know, so I didn't really have them. I didn't hold them in as a newborn, and she said you would melt. It's such a different feeling. And I said uh, I know, and, and I would love to feel that, but I mean, there's no really no rush or anything. But she says, oh, you know, what what happens? Is, what would you do? If I do get pregnant, I said, Well, we'll deal with it. And she says, You don't, you wouldn't want to, you know, I don't want to touch any subjects here. You wouldn't want to get rid of it. I said, No, absolutely not. And
4: she's like, Wow, that's that's that. And I've never said that to her before. Be careful what the next conversation with her is. Yeah, I know. You might I know. Be set, she's setting you up. You know what, man?
0: <laughs> you know what? It's, it, it is what it's it is, man. Up.
1: It is what it is, man. Why couldn't yeah. it
0: just be a nice, regular conversation? It was. It started as a joke. It started as a joke. Then it got, there
1: was some truth behind it. But you know, what I'm moving on without I getting off topic. Uh, um, you know, yes, I. Everybody here, except for me, the kids are um, biological. My, they're not my biological kids, so I don't know what it's like to have that from the beginning. You know, but they are in every way, shape of you know, mine. You know, Jason, you deal with, it, with Dexter was your stepson, you know, so I don't, you know, we have a little bit of that there, but these, are, I don't deal with the father. I don't deal with their biological father. So that's the difference. If they're not yours, that means you can give them back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny because when I was growing up, you know, I've been in situations where I've had a couple of scares before, like, oh, my God, is it mine? Whatever. I said, I'm not raising anybody else's kid. That's not me. I'm not doing that. Who does that? And meanwhile, I'm I, found the three of them that are mine, you know? So you, you grow up a little bit and that's, you know, I I realized that you can't change over the years, you know? And I love these boys. They're mine. Whenever you shape them, they're mine, you know? So... Dude, uh, yeah,
0: no, I want right. to be that's your right.
1: kid. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm somebody's kind of a big kid myself. <laughs> could you I imagine... Be, I want to be your kid. Yeah. <laughs> could, could
0: you imagine, like... my heart up. Yeah. Oh, I could just imagine you, like, Like with a little girl, like a, like a newborn girl. That's what, that's exactly, that's that's
1: exactly what she said. And she says, she says, babe, my wife says, you know, your boys have you wrapped around their finger. Imagine a little, a little girl, a little baby girl. Imagine how she would be so, you would be so wrapped around her finger. It's just amazing. I says, no, not me. I'm too macho for that.
0: She goes, no, you would melt. You would melt to pieces. a
4: bunch of suckers.
0: Blue, really, blue, really? Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I mean, like, I was like, I mean, you Jason, know? like, let me know. What do you think? What? About what? Like, you know, if if he would have had a little girl, like, let's say, like, you know, if he went back and, you know, right after, you know, had a little girl, do you think it would have been like that? Because I would say most dads that I know that have little girls are... Suckers. They're, yeah, they they pretty much have us. I think. Suckers? I said, <laughs> yeah. everybody yeah. here in this room is like me. <laughs> I would freaking do anything <laughs> for her. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously. I think, I, I mean, that
2: that's the case, too. But also, like... You also have this. This I've had this thing in the back of my mind where it's like I wanted to be strong, and also oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you. I feel like there might be greater fear. Like I feel like I have a greater
4: fear. And a tire, here's here's the advice for our listeners. Tighter leash. You know, there's, there's a little difference. You're looking for advice for our 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 listeners. Yeah.
0: not yeah. So let's it, see. Let, yeah. Go ahead. Don't let's be, say, let's be a be, sucker. Don't be a. sucker <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna be a uh, something that they they can choose. Avoid it. But the at thing all is this. Course. But I think that Jason is right. I think that you at the end you are gonna have to look at it and say like, okay, like what's the you know what do I want my child to be like? What um, you know, and then try to work towards that. I know that when I first heard that I was gonna you know that you know Melissa was pregnant, and I, I actually got kind of, kind of scared. I was I remember being scared, and the closer it got to the to um, to the date, like the, you know, the more concerned, let's say I was. And, and even before, like while she was in the hospital, I was like scared shitless and not even about like the biological components. Like, cause that's fine. I could do that. That's fine. Like it was more about, you know, I, like, I didn't want to fuck it up. I didn't want to like, you know, be a dad that would like mess up your kids or like, you know, feel like uh, I may not, you know, do the right thing. And I think that that fear itself is um, I think it's, it, after a certain point, it's a healthy fear because it kind of keeps you on your toes. Um, I still have that fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So my oldest
4: is 26. I still have that fear. Of course, of course.
0: You always think you're gonna screw it up.
1: Of course, we're still learning, you
0: know. Yeah, so if you're yeah, so if you're a dad that's about to be a dad, don't worry about it. It's okay. Of course, there are no instructions. Normal. But as long as you have, like, honestly, I would say, set up your support system. I think that's you know, a good. It, no, it's to funny. It's
1: funny you said you said that. You just said something that's really. It, it, they don't come with instructions. They don't come with a user manual. You know, you, you it's a hit or miss. it's, it's so you on it online.
2: online now <laughs> Right. Okay.
1: But your first one is always the one you're like, oh my god, did I do it right? And by the second one you're like, eh, we got it already. But the third, third one, one, one you're like across <laughs> the room. <laughs> you know, right, right, right. But you know, I never, I've, I haven't felt that yet. You know, and I'm not saying I don't want to. If it happens, it happens. It, it you know, but um, you know, it's it's just, just the way it is with me and and the family.
2: And I remember picking up my daughter and like she was a ticking time bomb. You know, you know, I remember. Yeah, just the ticking time bomb kind of movement. The real, the real slow. I'm putting you down, like as slow as i possibly can because i don't want to break you because i feel like mm-hmm. i could literally break you and um i think from right there you kind of have this this feeling like um, like i have to i have to protect this thing you know what i mean and it kind of it starts with it started with my wife where um before she was born i tried to do as much as i couldn't take care of my wife because mm-hmm. you know like that's um she's carrying this baby and this child, and she's also in a, in a state, I don't want to say where she's like helpless or anything like that. I don't mean like that, but just, you know, it's, I'm not the one carrying the baby, you know, it's my right. duty to lift these heavy things or, you know, get that, do that work and do this housework or that housework, you know, you want your baby to come out healthy and you want the wife to be healthy. You want the mother to be healthy. So, you know, I think that all kind of that new responsibility just starts coming on to you from the moment you hear about it just kind of like all right awesome and then you know you start going all these doctor's appointments and all these things and then Mm -hmm. you start reading books you know like i was reading what to expect when you're expecting my wife bought me the book you know and um i I think that's that's when it starts yeah you know i skimmed through it what i needed it was a pretty big book uh, yeah yeah
0: yeah no if i had some advice i would say no i i completely agree with all of you and I echo that because I think that you need to take care of mom. Um, I really do feel like you really need to be supportive around that time. Um, Well, at at any time, obviously, just so that it feels like it's a team sort of effort and not just one person. Um, And there are going to be times where, you know, uh, they may not be feeling well. um, And there may be times where you're not you know feeling well, but at least knowing that you have somebody by your side that's going through it with you. It, it's definitely, it definitely helps. Mm-hmm. I would also say, like I, I mentioned it earlier, like also try to set up your, you know, your support system and try to set up, you know, what, um, you know, who will be there, you know, to, to sort of help. And there's no, you know, and I know that, it, you know, some people, some families may not be, may not, may not have that, you know, that advantage of having, let's say the grandparents available or like, you know, or maybe like a like an uncle or an aunt or whatever, but if you do have it, definitely you know use that. I know that there are um, you know some um, uh, programs that actually have sort of this reprieve that they come in and they kind of take care of the child while, while like the, the parents go to sleep, you know, something like that. But like kind of setting all those things up is like a really important thing, I think. And the next thing um, is that I would say definitely learn learn as much as you can about different things, meaning be involved in, you know in the in the process and what's gonna happen because the more you know, the easier you'll be able to manage that stress that may be attached to it. Um, so like in my you know since my my wife works in labor and delivery so she knows the stuff I'm in public health and that kind of helped out a lot. But there are some people that sometimes go into the whole thing not knowing anything. And so you know like from what's going to happen to what you know is expected. And I think that knowing that is a really good um, way to kind of get yourself sort of ready for the you know for for the process.
2: All yeah, right. I mean, I used to read a lot of stuff on um, like BabyCenter.com. I still <laughs> actually go on there uh, occasionally because you know they like have all these all the stages of development, you know, from basically from newborn and going all the way up till teens and stuff like that. So there's there's some good advice on there too, you know, and um, yeah, I don't know. That stuff helps. Man. I would
1: say a big one is well, you all you'd all know this too, was pick your battles, man. There's some times where I had what do I do? Do I do this? What do I do that? Is this gonna work for them? And, and you know, and you guys did this better because you guys have nurtured them from when, when you were younger. But my 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 youngest son, he was oof. This is why my wife says you guys have the same DNA, because he was stubborn, he was hard headed, he was just, you know, so I had a tough time. I had a tough time. He was the toughest one, and I was like, "How do I deal with somebody who's so much like me?" You know, like, how do I? I couldn't do it. But I, I would say, pick your battles and try to be as, you, you know, I guess, stern and fair at the same time. And it's not always those days. Are saying, "Oh, it's my house, it's my rules." Those days are kind of over now. I think doesn't really work like that when we were kids, Oh, because I said so. It doesn't really work anymore. You know, you have to have the kid has to have some sort of you, you have to respect you in, in a way that you know and also they can be scared of you at the same time you know that's just what it that's what i think pick your battles and, and talk to them too you know
0: someone's coming yep hello hello fernay our friend fernay is here with us now so fernay go ahead man
3: hi everybody it's a pleasure to meet all of you thank you lewis for inviting me to my first ever podcast i never I don't even listen to podcasts, so oh wow, <laughs> it's a pretty cool experience. Yeah, um, let me see. My name's Fernay. I live in the Bronx. Um, I got one kid; she's only three years old. Uh, let me see. She she keeps us very busy. As you could see, I'm in my attic, so uh,
0: her toys are everywhere. Oh my God, yeah, look at that, Jesus! Yep.
3: That's just that's just like a few of her toys. She That's has like, toys. Like she, she took over our house basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, her name is Gabriela, and uh, she's a she's a lovely toddler. She's very energetic, so she she definitely keeps us on her toes. Um, I think one of the things that we're trying to figure out still is how to put her to bed at a recent, at, at a good time, so that we could relax. Cause she's going to sleep lie. around eleven, <laughs> eleven thirty, sometimes midnight, and it's driving us crazy because we have to go to work the next day. And so, hey, if you guys have any advice about that, please feel oh, free yeah. to share.
0: Oh, Number, no, yeah, yeah. I, let her cry. Yeah, honestly, honestly, yeah. I mean, to be honest, mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger, I went to to my cousin's house. Like he's a lot older. And his wife was training her daughter at the time who was about actually about two and changed to like go to sleep. And I, and I was there for a month. It was in Peru. And I remember this cause I was my room that I was staying was next to hers. So every time that she would do like, you know, try to train her, she would cry in like a, like a, like a deep cry. And I remember being, Oh my God, it's going to be like this the whole month. Right. But I remember that by the end of the month, she was able to kind of just like put her down. She would cry for like literally 30 seconds and then be like, okay, I guess not. And then keep on going. But I think there's a process that you can do Like, you know, and I'm sure that there's a lot of books on it and different, but everybody's different, right? Every uh, every child is different. But, you know, going back to what Blue had mentioned, sometimes we have to just let them cry a little bit. And then you come back and you say, no, it's okay. We're here, you know, please go to bed. And then you when you leave, they're going to cry again and you come back and you're like, you know, and then little by little. And like I said, and it took like my my cousin's wife like a month to do that and so i it was very impressive and i at that time i was like i was a teenager must have been like maybe 13 14 and Mm -hmm. i was yeah i was like wow this this and i remember saying to myself wow it it took a month to like have this like you know little two-year-old kid uh you know uh learn how to like be on their own or whatever and that's one thing that we were talking about with uh with the group right now because we were saying like you know when you have um a kid, sometimes they pretty much, they they could pretty much take over because, you know, you love them so much and you want to, you know, you don't want them to, to suffer. And then Jason was saying that sometimes you have to kind of look at that and be like, you know, what kind of kid, what, what kind of adult am I creating here? And then trying to like, you know, say like, sort of like work backwards and say like, you know, okay, this is what, you know, I need to do in order for this adult to be the outcome well, it, of what I'm doing. It, it, it's funny
1: because you all know that you None know, of you guys noticed my, my son moved back in the house yesterday because he um, he's moving back. He's moving downstairs next month. So usually I zoom, I do this podcast in my 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 quotation my den, my man cave, I guess. So, but he's taking that over, you know. And I said, okay, now I got go to go be uncomfortable in my in my room here. Yeah, well, it doesn't you know. end. Oh, never me <laughs> You know, I mean, and he's twenty six years old. I got. What am I gonna do? No, get out of my room. No, I give him my my room. So he could be comfortable and I got to be comfortable, because, you know, in this little chair of mine. But hey, that's what you got to do. You know, like I said earlier, pick your battles, you know, you got to pick your battles.
0: Yeah. Well, you know. So, Fernet, really quick, when you found out you were going to be a dad, how'd you feel?
3: Oh, man, I was in shock, to be honest with you. I was just kind of like, no way. I did. I pulled one of those. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I was telling everybody I was like, that. I was no scared. way. No but, way.
3: Yeah, I remember um, Olalia. That's my partner's name. And um, she gave me a picture of a of a baby, like fetus. And oh, I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? Uh, I'm like, is that the baby? She's like, no. no she's like, but we're going to have a baby. And I was like,
4: no way. I was like, oh, shit.
3: And um, yeah, and then after that, um, I had to sit on the couch because it was like a lot of info at, all at once. And I I remember I was coming back that day I came back from a meeting, uh, with the YMCA member, Louis, and we, mm-hmm. we used to do those trips. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we had one, uh, uh um, had just come back from a meeting. So I was a little tired. So I just had to sit down. Cause I was just like, and then she told me, well, no, then she did the gender reveal probably like months later. Um, and she told me it was going to be a girl and we didn't do anything big for the gender reveal. It was more of like, um, she had me eat a cupcake, um, and the cupcake inside had a color and the color, you know, when I started chewing on it, it was pink. Okay. And then from mm. with that, I was just like overwhelmed too. So I was like, Oh my God. Like, I didn't want to say anything like, like I, I was happy, but I was worried at the same time, yep. you know, because, you know, yep. I, I guess it's more difficult for, for women, you know, actually, mm-hmm. well, you know, me, me. so I, I nice. was like more concerned and worried. More than anything,
0: mm-hmm. oh, I was. That's and that's and we, the
3: thing we thought we were going to have a boy for some reason,
0: and that's the thing that I was like also mentioning to people, like you know, you have this word you have sort of like this because I felt scared also, and then I remember even with Melissa, she um she didn't want yeah. to when we found out it was a boy, like the our our, our son, she was worried because she didn't know what she was going to do with a boy, and then of course mm-hmm. once he was born, he was like oh wow, like you know it's that's all kind of like what you want. And then we had a girl and all that. So, but, but it's that worry that I think is at, at, mm-hmm. up to a certain level. It, it's a healthy sort of like uh scare, you know, that, that kind of keeps you on your toes. And, yeah. and I think that's what, and I honestly want to know what about you, Blue? do you remember how you, uh, how you felt or like when you, it's been a little while. I understand. Yeah, right? Let's go around the room and ask that. Yeah. Me. Let's see. How did you <laughs> feel when you heard you were going to be a dad? In, in complete
4: and utter shock. Um, He was like, what happened? I was was doing everything right. It's actually a funny story. I was pissed off at my wife um, because uh, at the time, obviously no kids. Uh, I used to shoot pool um, in a league competitively for money and stuff like that. And uh, I was at at a game and I was doing it and she called me and then she hung up. And I was like, what the hell? And I called her back, and I'm like, what's the matter? She's like, nothing, never mind. And I'm like, you called me, what's the problem? Blah, blah, blah. I get more and more angry. You know, like, why are you bothering me? You know I'm here. You called me three times. You hung up. And she said, well, I'll tell you when you get home. So, of course, I thought it was an emergency. So I left in the middle of the pool league, went home, got in the house. All right, what was so goddamn important? That <laughs> you know, like I was oh, and she dropped the uh the pregnancy test in front of me and I went from straight anger to like shock and awe, like no way, and I I was happiest guy in the world, you know. Huh. Okay, that's okay, good. that's cool. But the emotions definitely went from
0: from one thing to another in a split second. From what mm-hmm. I hear is like it's either like sh- it's shock, then it's like happiness, and then it's like worry. Like in that, in that, in that curve. That's what I hear from most fans, but I'm not so sure. What, what about, about you? Parents? How did you feel, Lou? Hmm? I was How like, you feel? I was honestly, well, you know what? I'm gonna be very honest. We actually went into I got married with Melissa under the sort of like strict thing of saying like we're not gonna have kids. We had decided, like, you know, it's not, not just for us, it's not, you know. And uh, I'm because I'm very good with like kids for like a a short period of time (laughs) and I never really tested myself, you know, for like a a long period. Right. And I figured, you know, my patients would like, just get, you know, get thinned out. And I would like, you know, just get, it would be like mess with me. And so I, I kind of knew myself, but then um, as you know, time went on, I, we kind of changed our minds when it came Mm -hmm. to that. So, and you know, and I'm, and I'm glad it did, but I remembered, yeah, that, you know, feeling that sort of like shock oh my god it's it's real like it, it's happening and then like you know happy and then like thinking about the cool things and then after that oh my god like the worry and the you know and, and like i said like I, I like it kept on getting worse as the date the due date came and i was uh kind of like scared shitless by my mm-hmm. <laughs> like right beforehand so right. yeah so that was pretty much it what about you jay what happened how did you uh, feel like
2: when, no she told me that she was pregnant um I mean we had only been dating for a couple of months officially. And um, you know, I, I think she was more worried about my reaction than I than I than I was. I I was fine. I was like, wow, that's great. You know, like that's great. Like, hey, you know. But um for for me, I think I was living in a time where um like like kind of like ooh, like I was single and I was I was single but not single, you know, I was dating with you know, dating my wife and stuff like that, but Um, I had some bad habits I was living on my own after a big divorce and you know a lot of stuff that had happened to me that you know for that last year so it was kind of she was a she was a godsend to welcome to put my life back on track and um, in a way where like all right you know I became a man on a mission at that point you know, for figuring out, you know, all right, cool, we're going to have this baby. And, and it was something that I was looking to have and I had wanted to have already for a couple of years. But because I had gotten divorced and that part of my life didn't really work out very well, I was extremely happy to be going back on that track again. And um, yeah, I don't know, you know, time went by fast. You know, my first mission was to find us a house, an apartment to live in because she was living with her parents and I was living on my own and in, in a studio. You know, and then it was like you know, and time was going by, and months were going by, and then then you know, another mission was you know, let me quit doing this and quit doing that, and and uh, I don't know, you know, I, I don't I don't remember where we were when she told me, and uh, I don't remember where I was when I found out she was and a girl. Obviously, I, I was in the office. I know where I was when I found out. Huh? The my sister yeah, was, was pregnant. yeah, yeah. I was, was, like, a, I was
1: it, like,
2: it was a circus. Are you serious?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was I exactly was really a circus. A circus. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I was, was like, like, are, are you? I was I was you know. like, what, what's going on? Like you said, a mixed
2: emotions, you know. Yeah, you know. And um, and I you know, I don't remember where I was, you know, what doctor we were at or whatever it is. But man, dude, I mean, when she, when that baby came out, that that's unforgettable. And when she came out, that was unforgettable. And I remember looking at her on like they put her on a table, you know, and they're like, she looks like oh like red looking and stuff like that, you know, like kind of like she doesn't look like that pretty baby you see on TV. You know, maybe yo, uh, you got a little yeah, mess up yeah. when they come out. Oh, well, they're in there for nine it's months, right? you know. And I mean, I, and I chose to stay on the side of my wife. I had no interest in seeing the miracle of life from that point of view. <laughs> so I was, I was totally cool with staying on her side. But yeah, you know, and and then it was all kind of surreal for like that for like the next twelve hours after my wife got some sleep and I got some sleep, and then you know it was the next day where I'm holding her in the bed, and then it really kind of hit me, you know, and then a tear hits your eye, and you're like, wow, this is this is cool, and. Uh, yeah, man, that was, kids are cool, man. You can change your life for the better, really,
0: you know. Yeah. I know Did some change, people yeah? that have improved their life because of it. Um, I know a guy that, you know, Melissa and I, we were always saying, like, you know, I don't know how this dude's going to be like a dad, man, because it's like, because, you know, it, it's one of those guys that you're like, I I don't know if you could, like, you could barely take care of yourself. How are you going to be as a dad? And then mm-hmm. we were really surprised at how, great of a dad he is he's like an excellent dad and so like you know sometimes it like it sometimes it takes a little that little extra push they're gonna make you sort of like a better person so that's like a really nice thing so you know and how is it when you know like you know in in your case Jason and also like Richard like if you're going to be inheriting you know these kids as a stepfather right Mm -hmm. um that could also get a little scary because well
1: well, that that wasn't the plan you know funny story is i did, not you know, for, for what's his name? The new guy, those three boys aren't biologically mine. Okay. They're, I inherited them. The oldest was 10 when I met him. The youngest is three. And long story short, it was, you know, I guess we were just dating at the time. I didn't look into that. And I said, as as I said earlier, before you got here, I'm not going to raise anybody else's children. I don't do that. I was not raised to do that. I don't want to raise somebody else's kid. No. But you know, long story short and, 10 years, 15 years later, here I am, you know, raising the these boys that I fell in love with. And they are, in every other way, they are mine. You know, I introduced them as my kids, my children, well, they're adults now, my 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 kids. When I never say, oh, those are my stepkids. Never, they call me dad, you know, they, they you know, and it, it's different. I didn't have that holding them in, and they hold your finger and me, Mel. I didn't have that. And, and I said, as I said earlier, which we'll get into later, if I can go back. Seven years, maybe. You know, I'd probably have another one. I have a seven-year-old right now, and but I wouldn't go back and undo any of this because you know I I they, I love them too much to do that. But I would go back seven years, maybe six years, and 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 have another child from for us. You know, because you know, I mean, it can not happen, <laughs> but we just we just work on it not to. But um, I would love to to. That's one thing that I kind of regret now is, is not having that. It's it, me being mine, you know, mine for me, you know, I, I, sh- I should have done it. You know, I kind of regret it now. We, that's something we talked about. And now, you know, she's not mad or anything. She doesn't regret me or anything. She doesn't resent me for it, But um, I wish I could have done it. You know, it would have been nice. Right. I
4: think
2: inheriting um, Dexter was uh, the, the fact that his dad was around is a little bit different than Richie's situation. Yeah, it is very. well. So, but um that's so I think that took pressure off in that kind of sense where he had his father figure in his life already and was gonna be there on a regular basis. And um, but for me, I, I think my number one, what kind of stuck in my mind was to make sure that I am, you know, I'm responsible for this child, like they are my own, both financially, physically, emotionally. Um and, you know, my wife always said just, you know, it takes things take time. And, you know, she kind of explained like, you know you, you know, you know, you, it will take more effort on my behalf to create a relationship, a positive relationship with him than it would be if it was my own child. You know, she exactly. always reminded me exactly. that. And, um, you know, and you try as hard as you can, you know, I mean, you know, I work a lot too and uh, try and be around them and, and stuff like that, and spend time with them and stuff like that. But uh, you know, it's it's tough with kids because they don't they're not all exactly like you. Like, you know, Richie mentioned that uh, one of his sons was very much like him. Dexter was not very much like me. Um, I I think, and you know, it's funny because he's a very unique sort of boy. He doesn't like he's not that he doesn't like it. he he's not he was not into sports. He was not a rough roughhouser. Uh, he was not a very loud or obnoxious kid. Um, it wasn't until he got older and then he started getting into video games where really, that became something that we could relate to uh-huh. and kind of spend time doing, you know. And then there's other stuff that you know more on the art art side and creative side of things, you know. So yeah, I don't know. that's been my experience so far. But um, I am very thankful that his father is in the picture and doing his thing, and, and is also a responsible person. And uh, we're all thankful for that.
0: Is there anything that you, thinking about the whole journey now, would you go back and sort of redo or change? Oh,
2: I mean, woulda, shoulda, coulda, right? I mean, exactly. I don't know. But honestly, not, not so much with the family or anything like that. Uh, if there's anything I could change, I don't know. I read more about parenting before I got here, before this. we moved in together. But I think I, I think we did pretty well in adapting, in adapting to all that. I mean, as soon as we found out that we were going to be moving into the other, and this was going to be serious, I I came home from work and I didn't go home. I went to my wife's parents' house where she was living at the time, and I started putting in a lot of FaceTime there with my stepson and with her family because we knew we were kind of going from zero to sixty a little bit, you know. Uh we had only started really seriously talking to each other that January. Here it is in October and my wife's pregnant. Um so you know, so that I made sure I, I did that. I you know, I don't know. The only I, things that I would have changed about my life are, are a whole nother it's it has it doesn't really have anything to do with this. Uh it's more mm-hmm. kind of professionally. I wish I had made certain decisions. I got earlier. you. I got you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That makes sense. What about you, Fernay? If you could go back in time, why would you uh as 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 your as your journey as a dad, like, is there anything that you would change that you would, you know, go back? I wish I would have done this or that. You know, knowing what you know now,
3: no, not at all. I wouldn't change anything. Wouldn't change anything, not at all. Um, yeah, the whole journey was just beautiful. It was it was it was kind of like a, a, a God sent miracle too, because uh, my partner she has lupus, so she's uh, high risk for pregnancy, and you know, we're not young. And we weren't young at the time. I mean, it's only three years ago. So she was reaching her 40s. She was 39. I was, what, 38 um, at the time. And um, because of her lupus, she had to... Uh, we It had to be planned in advance because she, can, she takes uh, this medicine. Um, it's called Coumadin, something like that, where it's a blood thinner. And uh, it prevents from her... Uh, getting blood clots, because uh, she had a a scare when she was like 19 years old. And, um, you know, she had a blood clot, and she ended up in the hospital. So then after that, they put her on this blood thinning medication for life. So because of that, um, you know, she couldn't get pregnant and be on that medication. So even before we both got pregnant, um, she had to start taking an, an alternative type of medication where she had to get an injection in her belly twice a day um, so that the medication wouldn't uh, interfere with the fetus. Because it, this medication that she was on prior to the new medication would interfere with the fe- the, the fetus and then the fetus would become deformed somehow. And or, you know, uh, it could be a stillbirth or it could be. You know, so, so it it was very complicated from the beginning. But we said, you know what, we're in this together and we're going to make it happen. And, you know, we just put all our faith in God. And, um, you know, and not one moment did I ever doubt that, you know, she was going to have complications or anything like that. Um, So just from the beginning, it was kind of like we knew what we needed to do. We saw a lot of doctors. I went to all the doctor visits with her prior to, and also when she, w- when we got pregnant and she was monitored like by, by a very good uh, doctor. And, uh, you know, we made it happen. I would, I remember giving her the shots twice a day. I remember her having bruises all over her, her belly, even while she was growing, you know, throughout her pregnancy. Um, but that journey is just like made us appreciate parenthood even more because, you know, when this baby was born, it was just kind of like, you know, she was perfect and she was alive and she was beautiful. And I was there for the birth and everything. And, you know, it it was just like a beautiful journey. And I, even, you know, you know, I could probably say like, Oh yeah, I wish she didn't have lupus or she didn't have these complications. No, because, you know, I feel like that complication just brought us together even more and it made us appreciate our baby uh even more now you know because she went through this and a funny story about this um you could probably look this up too i forgot what they call the babies born with this but um because she had to take a, a shot twice a day uh you know we kept the needles we kept the the syringes and um when the baby was born when gabriela was born we did a photo shoot with Gabriela and with her surrounded by all these needles that, you know, her mom had to take while she was pregnant. So it was, it was, it's kind of like a very, you know, special uh, thing for us. So, yeah, I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change it for
0: anything. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Because I, I guess in a way it's like a blessing in disguise to have, to have gone through that. Because it really does make you appreciate sort of like the miracle of of where you, of that outcome, right? So, yeah, man, that's, I'm very surprised. And just as on a personal note, like, did you guys ever consider adopting?
3: You know, we, we've talked about that now, too, because she's high risk. We've, you know, we would like to have another child, but it's very risky. And we would have to go through the whole, you know, her taking shots twice a day even before we get pregnant and, you know, it's not guaranteed that, you know, the baby's going to be, you know, okay or anything like that. So we've talked about adoption. I mean, every now and then it comes up and we kind of like just sit on it and then it comes up again. And then, you know, but yeah, we, we thought about that. Okay,
0: cool. Cool. All right. What about you blue? If you can go back, be like, you know, not change a thing um
4: i think i'm very blessed with what i got you know i think yeah uh, you know the only thing i might change is is myself you know uh yeah. the knowledge that i didn't have when i went through it the first time if i could give myself that knowledge it would have made things a lot easier uh but change anything really no yeah. not i not
0: yeah. honestly I would do the same thing I would just probably just improve myself meaning like I would probably gain some more knowledge on different things mm-hmm. yeah it's
1: think? it's it's funny because um I just mentioned this earlier but uh somebody asked me this I talked about this at work a couple of days ago and and I asked him if he can go back and go back and and become what he wants let's say like if I was to go let's say somebody told me you don't want to become a film director. Oh, you can become a film director, but go back 25 years and do everything right to become a film director. Do your life goal, your dream, my dream job. And up until about five years ago, I would have said, yeah, I would have done it. But I learned that I wouldn't have Ilio. I wouldn't know you guys. I wouldn't have my boys. I wouldn't have my wife. And that's what makes me happy. You know, Mm -hmm. I sacrifice a lot and I've gotten rid of a lot of things to get where I am now okay I don't have the greatest job but I make the best money and I'm not a film director yeah but I'm happy where I am and would I go back and do things differently absolutely I wish I could I could have read more I wish I would have been I wish I would have done this and done that I mean I was almost a cop I was almost in the military yeah I wish I but then again I wouldn't I wouldn't have been here where I am now with you guys I probably would have been married with, with two other kids I would have had that but I, I don't I'm not happy I, I don't know if I'll be happy I'm happy now and up until about five, six years ago, I said, "Man, I would no, I wouldn't do it again." Now, now I know what I have now, and I wouldn't do it again. I'll go and change things, like I said. I probably go back five, six years and have another child, you know. But um, to go back and undo everything and lose this here, what I have now, I wouldn't do it. I don't think I. I'm, I'm blessed. I want to strangle my kids every fucking day. I do, really. I do all of them, and they're not even living here with me. But I, I love him to death. I love my wife. I want to strangle two at the same time. She's not listening. She, you know, and and but I I'm, I love him, and I'm, I wouldn't change anything for him. You know, I wouldn't give up anything.
4: You know, there's there's a I don't know if you guys like country or Garth Brooks or anything like that, but uh, Garth Brooks sings a song that's called uh, Unanswered Prayers, mm-hmm. and it's uh, and the lyrics go, "Thank God for unanswered prayers." You know how many times you said, oh, "God, please just give me this one thing." Right. Okay. (laughs) So sometimes if he would have given you that one thing, when you asked for it, you wouldn't have what you have now. True. So sometimes you thank God for unanswered prayers.
1: Right. You know, right. Right. You know, I mean, I I gave up playing. um, I could have been a professional baseball player, but I chose to do martial arts instead. You know, I could have been a musician, but I chose martial arts instead. And I want to know you guys. You know, I, I wouldn't have the ilio. I would to have my family. I met my family through ilio taekwondo. It's a blessing. It was meant to be with them, you know. Mm-hmm. And in, it, it's funny because I was talking about this the other day with another coworker all it off subject. But when I at, proposed to my wife, I asked my oldest son, who was about 14 at the time, I asked him, I said, I want to marry your mom. What do you do? He starts bawling just crying this is yes 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 he was waiting for me to ask him and then i just gave him a hug and that was that the weirdest day of my life was that proposal but yeah I, had to, I asked him to marry her and he said yes you know
0: so, yeah that's that's the way it was <laughs> you know blessed that's awesome man it's uh yeah, I mean, we have to really look at it because we don't know, right? We don't know if we would have, like, um, would have even been here because we could have gotten, you know, hit by a car if we would have done something, you know, like, like some weird shit that would have been, like, you know, completely, like... Uh, yeah, different. yeah, you know, yeah, tragic
1: or something, right?
0: Yeah. Is there anything that you would, like, uh, recommend to them as far as, let's say, newborns? Like, mm-hmm. what, if you can go back and be like, you know, I would say, like, don't be afraid to, like, personally, because I kind of felt what Jason had mentioned that, you know, you always feel like you're gonna break them. Mm-hmm. They're like like new, and you feel like you're gonna like you gotta hold the head because the head just just plops. So yeah, yeah. So like you're like I would say don't be afraid of that and handle your kids like like hold your kids and believe your kids and it's fine. They're they're gonna be just fine. It's okay. They're they're made to be you know they're they're new but they're very resilient. Like a very resilient body. Obviously, don't shake them or anything. Jesus, don't be a maniac. Yeah. But like but you know but you know. Play with your, like, handle your kids and change a diaper or two. Mm. And and trust me, poop at, like, a newborn is way better than poop at a a three-year-old because when they start eating solid foods and all that, that's a different, I don't want to mess with that at all. (laughs) So I would say, yeah, if you're a newborn, yeah, get in there. Don't be afraid to hold your kids, to, like, you know, to play around with them, to tell them you love them, and to get dirty, man, get in there, like, and just change them diapers. By the time I was done, I would say um, changing, I could actually do it with one hand. I was like, I was dope like that. I was be able to like, you know, change a diaper with one hand and hold it. so once you get to that level, you know, we're good. We, we can speak. But I would say that that would be my main thing. Just definitely go out there because I know some parents that, well, some old school parents that wouldn't hold their kids because until they were like a little bit older for fear that they may hurt them. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm I'm in my head, I'm thinking you're losing so much time that you could be bonding with them through that you know through those like developmental stages where they get to see you because in the beginning their their range of view is very short so mm-hmm. the, the closer you have them to with you the the voice and all that is it's very you know important so that would be my thing like mm-hmm. don't be afraid to handle your kids when they're newborns definitely it.
1: Mm-hmm. i i'm sorry i can't give advice to that as i, said before. I know i know I, know. Yeah. Like, I you I, know it it i can give advice
0: like... to stepdads anybody stepdad yeah, no, i was you gonna know? say yeah no <laughs> i mean but then again i don't have like Teens right. or anything, but I'm, I'm, I I want to know what you say. So if you've had newborns in your life, what would you say would be one of the real things that you would say?
3: Uh, Louis, I remember funny. when you when you told me that story that um, you um, you were good at changing diapers with one hand. I tried to do that. <laughs> that was not working for me. Yeah, no. it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried to do that. I couldn't get it. But uh, anyway, um, I think uh, one of the the the, the things that I took advantage of when my kid was born was that um, I used to work at the zoo at the time at the Bronx zoo with Lewis. I took advantage of that time off that, that parental leave, those three months I took every day. And I, I, I think I even stayed an extra week and I probably would have stayed longer, but um, my boss at the time was calling me to come back, (laughs) but man, those three months were just so beautiful. I mean, it was just my partner and I, the baby at home, we were, you know, we, we used that time to bond a little bit more, to learn about our baby, to, to learn how to take care of a kid. Cause we had never had a kid before. I mean, I had never even held a, a baby for more than, you know, two minutes prior to me having a kid. So it was like a whole, it was, it was a learning curve the way mm-hmm. they say it, but yeah, I learned so much about myself, about, you know, babies, about uh, becoming a dad, becoming a parent, co-parenting. Man, it was, it was beautiful. I I love, you know, I I think I want to have another kid now just so I could take that time off. (laughs) Let me ask a
1: question. question. Uh, And I want to ask, actually, Blue, this is to you because you're a little old in the group. You're more of a, more of a boomer. Do you agree? And I don't want to touch any Tough things. Do you agree with that, with men getting that paternal leave? Because I know some people in the older
4: bracket don't agree with getting that time off. Um, I, I got to say, being a. I'm torn because I'm a business owner. Mm-hmm. And I, that worked mm-hmm. for me. I, I
1: know. That's why I looked at you I, to,
4: to say, you know, oh yeah, a guy, you're going to get off for, for the child. But that being said, I'm going to say that one of the things that I would also change and do different is I was of the provider mindset. You know what I mean? Like I went to work, my wife took care of the, the, the kids. I worked all day I worked night. You know, I, I did what I had to do to provide for the family. And I think that I would have I don't know if I maybe also use that as an escape, like, okay, you take care of the kids. I got to work, you know, but I think that I missed a lot, you know what I mean? That I could have been there for. uh, Yeah.
1: Isn't that basically a a new rule for for fathers? Cause it's just, it's, I think it's pretty new. Mothers definitely get all the time they need. But I know a couple of guys in my job, they took it and it was that that rule was just implemented on the jobs and they took three whatever it is off. I was torn at first too. I said, ah, no, well, you know, because my father's very old school too. But I realized that no, we need to bond with our kids too as men, you know, and we should get the time off, you know.
4: Yeah, the worst thing I, I get now is um, they'll be talking about a story or something that happened that I wasn't there because I was working or, mm-hmm. you know, so where was I? How come I wasn't there? Oh, you were working, you were doing this, you were doing that. Right. And yeah, that, that's, that's kind of, I
0: would change that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. As far as like um, the research shows it like father, like parent time period, but father time is very father, baby time is very actually important. There've been a lot of longitudinal studies that actually show like not only how well um, a kid develops socially, um, how well a kid, uh, their confidence, especially with little girls, how their confidence is, uh, you know, in the world, uh, when they have like their father around since like the beginning. Uh, and also I think IQ, and some of them have actually gone into like uh, how much they actually earn in uh, in the future, which is, def- is definitely attached to a lot of different things. So, you know, it's, um, it's it's super super important to you know I think to have parents there and and I and I know there's a stigma right out there but it it's I mean you can't mess with the research it's it's freaking there um, yeah. and I think it's changing little by little you'll actually see that you know it's it's uh, it's, it's a positive I think I mean do all do all of you, all of you feel the same or do you feel like um, uh, do you feel as important as mom or or you know or do you feel like you know <laughs> I don't know if I, you know, I'm just going to go work. Do Well, I, I talked about
1: this the other day with somebody too. Do we really need Father's Day? I mean, all we need to do for me is give me the remote control, give me the bed, leave me alone. We don't need a Father's Day. Do we need Father's Day out there? We got to be celebrated? No, I don't think so,
2: <laughs> you know? Well, I took off a week after my daughter was born. Um, mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, it's going to depend on their financial situation, whether or not they choose to take the family medically they that. Because you don't get paid your entire salary. And um, I think you get something like 60 to 70 percent of it now. Hmm. So that being said, obviously, it's going to depend on your financial situation. I mean, when my daughter was born, you know, we kind of depending on, um, you know, your wife, the thing about family medical leave is is your wife is kind of wrecked after the baby's born for days. You know, she the needs mother help. is usually she's helped and help. yeah. and um I mean you know unless it's maybe her third or fourth go around and she already knows what to expect, maybe it popped out easy. But who knows, you know? <laughs> like right. not you know, not everybody's so lucky. So you, you kind of need to be that it's important for you to be that person that's there to help with that, with all of that, you know. Um like I'm sure my wife could have slept for days afterwards, you know. So I made sure I was there for that week. And then after that, you know, I had to go back to work. I mean, you know, we got things to pay for and stuff like that. But, you know, like I was at work for 40 hours, 48 hours a week. So, you know, I was home plenty of the time, too. Um, And at night, basically the way we did it was she was getting up for every two hours. So, yeah. So like one piece of advice that I had read uh, somewhere, I don't know, maybe it was babycenterparenting.com, was to have a snack ready in the middle of the night so that this way, when you get up, you got something to eat. You're dealing with the baby or whatever it is, so that this way, when you wake up for your regular time to go to work or whatever, you know, you're not as exhausted feeling from having that break in the middle of the night. Because, I mean, honestly, on most nights, unless it was a really bad night, but what would happen was my wife would get up for the first feeding, I would get up for the next one because now you're talking about it being like about four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and, or or whatever, something like that, you know, and then she would get up for the last one this way, I could sleep straight through. Till it was time for me to get up for work. And when I, when it was my time to get up for mine, I would, you know, give her a feeding, whatever it is, and be heating up a bowl of oatmeal and eat that while she's drinking her milk and, you know, put her back down to bed. And that was that, you know, most nights we just went like that and baby just wants to get fed and changed and is ready to go back to sleep. You know, there were harder nights where like I had to go in the living room and turn on the TV and like rock her back and forth and her little chair rocker for you know for a half hour forty minutes. But those were rarer. And if it really got to a point a certain point, then I would just have to you know go wake up my wife and be like, look, I've already been with her for an hour. You got to take over now. You know. And um, so I, I tried to be very involved with that. I mean, my wife she she breastfed. We she we did a combination. So it was combination breastfeeding combination um. Uh, with the the formula so you know it wasn't always just my wife having a breastfeed kind of thing going on because she didn't she didn't really want to she did it with her son for the entire way through and she was like this time around she's kind of like I don't want to go through all that again so um which was cool to me because it allowed me to feed my daughter you know and have that moment with her where she's getting fed, you know, from the bottle and everything, and it's just kind of, that's kind of special, too, you know, there's some special moments also, you know, so, I mean, that was was my experience with this, or, I mean, another thing that I would give advice with, um, wear headphones in the beginning when you're changing the baby's diaper and she's yelling like madness. Um, I needed headphones. Uh, I was talking to my coworker the other day, he had a newborn son, too. He was like, yo, you had to put on headphones, too? I was like, dude, I could not be in that room with the baby screaming like that. My ears felt
0: like they were gonna start bleeding. Like,
2: like I was like, yo, so get yourself a good pair of headphones.
0: At least um, you know she has good lungs. That's good. All right. yeah.
2: dude, <laughs> dude, it was just like it was crazy. And she was in a tiny room too. It was kind of like a half bedroom. So um, so that was one. And you know, if if you're not a singer, then you know, learn to sing, make up songs. I, mean, I think I still make up songs with my daughter. Once in a while, we make up a song. I'm, I'm singing songs to this day that I've been singing for the last eight years at bedtime, you know, and it's like if it's only like a 40 second song and, you know, like 70 percent of the words are her name. But she still that's she still wants to hear it at bedtime, you yeah. know, and um and even with my son, too. he You know, there was one that me and him made up together that I'm singing to her. And, uh, you know, he doesn't really have the same bedtime anymore. He goes to bed later than her, but he'll come in and I'll hear him, you know, when it's his time, a little here under the breath, singing the song a little bit too. So, you know, that's always, that's always fun too. You know, you learn to sing. There's so much more advice you can give, but I don't Yeah. Know. Well,
0: that's a good one. Like, what's, like, what's your go-to for, you know, uh, calming your kids? I know that when it was, uh, so my wife works in Levin & Delivery, so she was able to teach me how to swaddle a baby, like with the, the covers. And that works really well. So, and being able to like, you know, have the, the white noise as you're going, you know, with, as you're saying, like, shh, like that actually mm-hmm. worked for them. Like I said, every kid is different. And yeah, there's so many out there. Just try it out, try it out. And what about for the, let's say the terrible twos or sometimes threes or fours? What advice do you have for that? that that's really for everybody. Cause I know that your youngest, even Richard was like a three. So
1: I'm not you probably
0: me. got him in there Yeah, too.
1: I got him at and, three. Um, well, we were dealing at the, end of the time, you know. But he was, he was. He, my my youngest son was so, so. um, He would not talk. He would not go. Like my my wife tells me the story where she, he, she knew that she can turn around and he'd be at her side all the time. He wouldn't leave. She knew that he was always there. He was very shy, very timid. I don't know what the hell happened now, but he. um, <laughs> It was different with him. He was, he didn't think speak. He still is, oh, oh, yeah, that's a different story. He's twenty. He's gonna be twenty. He's the stupid teenager now. But in the beginning, he was so he wouldn't talk, and that's what was so mesmerizing about it. I was the same way. I, I, he wouldn't. I say, "What's up, Joe?" He'd look at me like this, you know, and and, and then I, I guess it was that's probably why him and I clicked so well because we were so much alike. The, my middle son Nicholas was, was was all over the place. He was five when I met him. He was all over the place. I couldn't keep up with him, you know. And the oldest one was, was ten. He was a little more mature, but he was ten. But my my youngest is what probably what we we got along so because well I know him the longest for most of it. He doesn't remember his biological father, so um, it's different, I guess. When you know, when I just meet him at three years old, rather than him being a baby at three years old. But I'll tell you that he was a wreck. He when he got to know me and when he got to become a pain in the ass, he was a pain in the ass. He's very stubborn. And you know, there's times where I just wanted to. There's out of all the kids that I wanted to hit, like really, it was him. He's the one that gave me the most trouble growing up. <laughs> you know? They all drive me crazy, but him, the youngest one, was the one that gave me the most trouble. You know. But
0: uh Yeah, the reason I ask is because it is around those times where they do those like public displays of like just rage. Like you go to the store and then they like you see those kids that are like in the middle of like the aisle and just like on the floor screaming. Right. Well, like, yeah, yeah. No, you my kids never my like kids
1: never did that. But not in public, at least. But they there are times where he's very stubborn. He's very st- he's the youngest and he was very quiet. But there, there's only there's been about three or four times where I really had to back off and say I'm gonna hit this kid. You, I I don't know what I'll do if I I don't know what my wife will do to me. We don't want to hit our kids. We all hit our kids at one point of, in our lives, right? <laughs> right? We all have. We all have we, we, I've been hit. I, was I, said, I three yeah, times. I, I just want
0: to know me. how you yeah, all handle when saying, your kids had, have a freak out, like in the in public. How did you, you know? handle that? That's like, not gonna happen to me. <laughs> well, you're a little Blue. you're a little <laughs> older, you
4: know, and you I'm pretty sure you hit your kids too. And you got, uh, I know you got hit, Blue. Come on now. You got hit. I know that. What are you kidding me? I know that. You know? I might not having a tantrum in a public place because they know better. Ask them right here.
2: <laughs> I would not.
1: No. Is, I know your son. Trust me. I want to smack your son sometimes. Hello, Steve. I want to <laughs> smack your son many a day. Started with it last week. Right, Steve? <laughs> yep. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> No, but my 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 son's never um credits credit to my wife, you know. She she they would never they they never threw tantrums like that. Then well once and maybe once or twice. I know that my youngest, <laughs> I keep mentioning him, him, but he he got him in there, under my skin the most. And um I don't hit the I I don't hit them. I don't hit them. My wife did all that stuff. She hit them. And um but evidently you guys know my, my boys, they're great kids, you know. They they're great, you know. They're older now, you know,
0: they look pretty cool. What about yeah. you, Jay? Any, have you had any of those, uh, times where you're like in the middle of the whole, like, you know, supermarket and just the whole yeah. freakouts <laughs> happening? Uh, you you know, know, like
2: the thing, like the thing about sleep training, if to kind of go back, cause uh, I don't, I think when mentioned sleep, sleep stuff too, we wanted to get some advice on all that too. I think you guys so much. um, Sleep training kind of trained me to be able to deal with the crying mm-hmm. and the yelling and the screaming and, and little increments at a time, you know, where, you know, you mentioned it or, earlier, you know, it, yeah, for two minutes, then for three minutes, then for four minutes. And every time it goes longer and longer until, because we, we, me and my wife were totally about that from right away, like right away, we wanted to sleep train this baby. Like there was no, like, I did not want to be up like, like this baby 12 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. No, none of that. Because I, had, I realized, you know, from all the things that I had heard with people and stuff like that, I was like, nah, like, I want this baby to sleep, and I want time with my wife, and then I want to sleep. So we're going to get this baby sleep chain because that's the mission. And that, going back to what we were talking about with tantrums and stuff like that, you know, I, I once heard something where it said, uh, who, I forgot who said that. I think, I, I think it, maybe Jay Z might put it in one of his raps where he was kind of like, from afar, two people screaming, nobody knows who the crazy one is. You know, you you can't tell. You know what I mean. And just because nowadays, oh, you know, it's different nowadays. It can't just be all oh, the kids screaming and you're screaming back and then oh, It must be the kid is the, the kid's fault. Like no, there they, may very well be people out there who are crazy enough to have yelling matches with their kids in the street. Who's the adult and who's a child? You know. Mm-hmm. And as far as hitting goes, my stepson was not my son to hit, and my wife is not a hitter, and I understood that from right off the bat. That's not my kid to hit. I, I'm not touching that kid. That, even if I felt like it or not, it didn't matter. That wasn't an option. It wasn't an option to think that way. And then as far as my daughter goes, it was my daughter. Like, how could, how could I ever think about hitting my daughter, you know? Like, I feel like shame just thinking it like as that as an option, you know? Well, so as I mentioned you know,
1: earlier, those things don't really work anymore. They don't work well,
2: anymore. They work for work us. Better. <laughs> You know? No, it you know, I wouldn't say that either. You know, if you really wanted to like really make me destroy and destroy me as a four-year-old boy, you pulled my Nintendo out of the room and I didn't see it for two weeks. That would have hurt does, me a that, lot. That, more that, that does work too. I have three boys to play video games, yeah. Then a belt, which right. my father had used back in the day too. You know, he came from he came from the Puerto Rican back scratcher family. Right, that, right. Mama pulled that shit out over on the Melrose projects on him, and he told me stories about stuff like that. And you know. And yeah, and I felt the belt too, you know, and my mother, but my mother never hit me the worst. My mother did. Whenever she got she got really upset, like maybe once or twice in her life, and she just grabbed me by the arm with her long ass nails and was just kind of like I knew I fucked up, like you, you know what I mean? But no, but if you want to hit kids now, it's different. You gotta it's it's a different kind of game. It's a different battle, a different it, war. Use it your is. brain, you know. Because physically, like, there's something that separates us from, from the animals.
1: Well, well, here's my thing. I mean, how far
2: does a kid have to go? I mean. How old are your kids, by the way? Wait, what? How old are your kids? Uh, my daughter's seven and my son's 11.
4: Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Yeah. Come back to and me you know, in a couple
4: of years. Tell
2: me
0: you never yeah. hit them. Nah, bro <laughs> yeah i'm worried nah. about the teenage years yeah no no but i i do agree that there are different things because i i did speak to a few people and one of the ones that i remember is you know saying like you know one of the worst punishments that he ever had he was like a baseball player that he like, had to go outside and play was actually being grounded he was like i would have rather gotten the belt and been outside hurt playing with my friends than looking out the window at the fact that i couldn't join them so there is like a some psychological components could be it and i remember one with my mom right because there's going to come a time where like your parents hitting you is not gonna hurt at all and um but i remember when my brother was he must have been four it and my mom he did something and my mom told him go to my room and pick the belt that i'm going to hit you with and he just freaked out he never like she actually never hit him but just the idea of the psychological components of him going out there to get the belt that he was going to get hit with was like super like he was like, no, mom, I don't want to do it. I was like, all right, fine. So now you're going to. And I don't know, it's uh, I guess we have to get more creative because I have also seen kids where their parents are hitting them and they are like cursing back like, you know, like you know, they're getting hit and they're like, no, fuck you, mom, and this and that. I'm like, oh like, whoa. I don't uh, know. You Nothing
2: know, not. like, about hitting bro, is, is ACS is just a phone call away.
0: And you know? I just actually I know yeah, yeah, a no, friend
2: but, recently who yeah. um him and his him and his it's not his wife, but it's his baby mom. They had gotten into an argument and they had gotten physical with each other. And because she called the police and the police got involved, adult child services got involved, he didn't see his daughter, his son. His son is probably like two or three right now. He didn't see his son for almost a month and a half. He didn't uh, see his stepson for now going on almost three, four months. Yeah. And I can't, I can't imagine that bro. over what, yeah. like what, what could <laughs> possibly be, you know, there's, there's nothing. And he's, he's, he's totally, he's gone to AA meetings and all types of stuff. Now he's trying to straighten out his life. This is again, kids affecting your life in a way where maybe like positively you realize like, no, I need to change. I need to change. Right. And, um, and I would just never want to ever experience anything like that ever. You know, so.
1: Right. Yeah, but how, how far, like, how far would it can it go? Like, I know. Uh, unless I don't they're hurting to, themselves I'm,
2: and there's no reason for me to get physically involved, bro. Well, here's like, the thing.
1: Here's the thing. I, I know people in my building where I work. I see the kids hit them, hit their parents, like smack the parents. Are you trying to tell me that if, you know, your kid smacks you, you're going to discipline him in some way where, he, I mean.
2: Oh, but there are times talking about a different topic though. There are, there are times we're going from them being annoying and pissing you off and throwing tantrums to them right. actually to them actually well, physically yeah. abusing you. That's well, two yeah. different things.
1: Right? You know, yeah. so sometimes then then he needs to get his ass kicked. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
2: you know. Yeah. Well, then you call adult child services. <laughs> like a fourth degree heck valve, getting. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you know. <laughs> you know I've I don't want to mess with that. I don't want to mess with that. Yeah, but I've seen that, like I said, yeah. I. Honestly, um, but the thing is that you have to start it from young. That's the thing that I would say, because I there's never going to be a time. I don't think that my son or my daughter would ever, ever hit like raise their hand to their mom. Like like just because of the way that, you know, we're, you know. Right. You know, and me growing up, I, you know, I grew up with my grandparents. So it was old school, like super old school. Right. Mm-hmm. But even, and I remember my grandmother, like, you know, getting her like, like fly swatter and trying to get me and stuff. But one of the worst things, honestly, that, um, that I felt like even more than any sort of whip or any sort of, and I never got like, whooped. I only got like hit in the hand for like doing something or like in my leg or something for like, you know, playing around or whatever. Right. Um, It was one time that I, I don't know what I did. And then, I started running and my grandmother couldn't catch me and I was, and I started laughing because I was like, I'm faster than you now. You can't like, you know, like get me. And then she just sat down and then she started tearing. Me. It was like, this is what you're going to remember when I'm dead. I'm like, Oh my God, she did that. And I was just like by her side saying, no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I treated that. I said that and then yep. this and that, that, but that like hurt more than anything. I remember. So like, you know, I don't know. It's uh. There, there are other creative ways. And again, like Jason said, you take away your electronics, yo, dude, you're, you're going to be so pissed. Because even with my son now, if I take off, like, the internet for, like, an hour, he's going to be like, dad, why? Dad, why? So anyway, there are different things, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's – um, and I'm, I'm actually – I mean, did all of us get hit, like, when we were younger? I mean, I grew up with my grandparents, so, like, you know, I I did. But did all of you also, like, get, like – um. We we I way. I
1: know that we got hit when we deserved it. We mm-hmm. I can say we talked about this. In, I think our very first podcast. We talked yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Our parents, my parents,
0: remember,
1: yeah. my parents uh, and Jay would know because you're married to my sister. We, she didn't really. They didn't really hit us. Once in a while, I maybe I probably get hit twice. My brother probably had hit more than everybody else because he was you know, but. We didn't get. We can. I can count the times I got hit. Yeah, they, he wasn't very heavy-handed. He wasn't fast with his hands, but he did get the point across. My parents did get. My father minute, got the point across. My mother still jokes around, and I'm 43 years old, and she hits me. You know, like, hey, I tell you, because he's old school. He's an old, you know. I'm like ma, you know. That's just the way the mothers are. But we weren't. I can. I can say that we weren't hit a lot as a kid. But we were hit a significant amount of times that we when we deserved it. I know that my, my brother, my sister got, you know, beat once or twice that they deserved it. And that's that's OK. You know, but they... decide whether you
2: deserve it or not. Why? I'm sorry. Who gets to decide whether you deserve it or not?
1: Well, I mean, from what, me as the older looking out, look, from looking in, to the, yeah, they deserve that. They, they deserve.
2: What, what did you do to deserve it?
1: Oh, I didn't. Well, I, I didn't get hit like that. They did. You know, oh. I, I was I was more more of a pain in the neck as an adult in my 20s than I was in, as a teenager. I was pretty I didn't get hit as a teenager very often, but they got hit maybe once or twice that they really deserved it. You know, and my father don't hit. He you got to be doing something really bad. You know, that's another podcast. I think we talked about that the very first one. But um we weren't hitting yes, enough. because
2: that's your opinion on it, but, you know, your your siblings might have a different opinion of that, whether or not they deserve it, you know?
1: Right, that's the, right. You're absolutely right. And I was only, what, 14, 15 years old when this happened. Yeah. You they can, they to, can tell you that, yeah. That's can something that. to
2: revisit but or not revisit because then the trauma that gets involved when people come to be hitting Yeah, me, I don't I mean, think I've ever talked about my father hitting me with him ever. Right. Because to me... It's that unspoken thing now, where right. it's like, I really I didn't appreciate it back then, and I don't appreciate it now, hmm. you know. And uh I don't know. That's my. That's that's how I feel about it. Right, it's, right. Just, right. It's, Did it's you for
0: Yeah. No, it, it is like an old school sort of like view, right? But I'm, I'm trying to like think of um, and I think that like I said, everything, all those things are changing. I think like you know the way you discipline kids are changing, the way we see fathers being involved, you know, it's changing the way that you see a father now having a more nurturing role as opposed to just a provider is changing. Like, right. you know, I, I spoke to, uh, um, I think it was my, yeah, the, 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 husband of, uh, my wife's cousin and I, and I was talking to him and I'm, and he was saying like, you know, my, my daughter, you know, I, I could, he was just joking about it, saying like, you know, but he honestly doesn't need his mom because I could pretty much give her everything that she would need. Like you know, so God forbid something happens, like you know, she's gonna be just fine because I not only will I be able to nurture her but and provide for her. But I'm you know I'm, I'm loving and I'm doing that and it's becoming more and more um, like accepted, right? So like those little things I think are are, are changing. What about you, Fernie? Did you ever like uh, did your parents ever like you know? Did you ever talk back? Because you were like a nice guy. I think I don't know. I'm like you, <laughs> I don't know if you, your parents would ever like. Do
3: anything. Um, I think I got hit like once or twice. I don't really remember. My dad wasn't in the picture when I was young. We were growing up in Colombia and my dad left to the U.S., you know, typical immigrant story to find a job. So we stayed back in Colombia with my mom. But before my dad left, I remember my mom telling us that my dad told my mom to hit us with a belt if we acted up. So I was like scared. I was like, I don't want to get hit. But my sister was a little bit more, uh, she was like the rule breaker in the family. She's a little bit older too. So I experienced her getting hit by my mom and my mom would do like 10 uh, mm-hmm. whippings with the belt yeah. and she would make us take uh, our pants down. And I remember seeing my mom do that to my sister once and like counting like, oh. And I remember my That's mom so actually crying Telling my sister this hurts me more than it hurts you, while she was hitting my my sister. But um, yeah, and then when we finally made it to the U.S., we moved like um, a couple of years after that, probably like three years after my my dad left. And um, I was terrified of my dad because he was like a he's like your typical Latino, like just like very you know, strong and, you know, just like doesn't smile. So when I finally got to meet him and I, this was the first time that I actually like hung out with him, um, I just didn't want to bother that. Like he did, he hit me once uh, cause I was late for school getting ready and he kind of like spanked me uh, and it hurt, but it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't traumatized or anything, but, um, but yeah. But in in terms of like with our daughter, like one of the things that we're struggling right now is that she does do the tantrum thing and she likes to do it in, in public. So that's something that we're trying to stop. It's a little I mean, bit difficult.
1: I mean, a slap in the wrist maybe like this or a little something um, like
3: that? We try and, in public, especially not. I mean, maybe in the house we'll be like, papa, we're going to give you papa and then we'll do like a little... Mm -hmm. You know, on the wrist, like, but not like, like a hit, you know, uh, it's more of like an open palm. But one of the things that we're trying to do and we've been doing is, um, we try to distract her, you know, when she starts throwing, like, like before I got on this podcast, we were out, uh, you know, at the 99 cent store, just buying some stuff for the house. And, uh, she had taken a nap in her stroller, but when she woke up, she wanted to get up uh, and run around. You know, in the store, we're like, nope, you're staying in there. And she just, like, started, like, crying. But then I had a a bottle of um, uh, milk, some milk that I brought from the house. And I automatically gave it to her, and she calmed down. So, I mean, we do little things like that. Um, Our default, uh, I mean, it's sad, but, and we don't want to do it, is the cell phone. The cell phone (laughs) always calms them down. But, I mean, we're trying to find other, I mean, if you have any advice, like, feel free to. Yeah, no, it's,
0: dude, it's, um, I, I, we even do it, like, with their, like, Switch or whatever. Like, when they have, like, like fine, take it. Like, you know, uh, we are trying to cut that down. And I know that during school, we have, like, strict, you know, things. It's only when they go to, like, Taekwondo, like, they can do that. But mm-hmm. throughout the week, they don't have any video games. It's only, like, after you finish your homework on Saturdays and maybe Sundays. But, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's it's just about being able to remain an adult while that's happening. And it's difficult because you are going to lose your patience. I think it helps to, to be able to withstand the cry of, you know, of, of your kid um, and be able to, you know, be okay with them being upset. And it's, and it's difficult sometimes to do that, but I think that's like one of the like big things I would say that, you know, this, cause it's, it's going to be, If we were to give our kids everything they wanted at the time that they want it, we may be creating, you know, um, entitled people that may not be able to work or like, you know, operate in the real world. Because once you become in one, when you go to school, you, it opens up really quick. Like I, Mm -hmm. you know, so like, if you have a kid that's like, you know, always like that, right. Like that gets everything that they want. And then when they go to school and they want the same thing to happen and gets, and somebody gets upset, or they may throw a tantrum or throw something at another kid, and the other kid's going to be like, yo, this is not your house. <laughs> so it's, so we have to be able to kind of just have that, you know, uh, be aware of that.
1: Pick your battles, um, pick your battles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah. yeah man, but yeah, the terrible tools, the patience, try to find those little redirects, try to find those, like, you know, try to remain the adult as much as possible, because at the, the end, that, it's not, it's not about you. Like, it's meaning, like, it's not, it's not you personally. It's not, yeah, it's it's not about you. Even when your, your kid says, um, like, uh, oh, I hate you and this and that. Like, I know where that's coming from. It's, it's not you. Of course they love you. It's like, it's fine. It's just their emotions kind of getting the best of them. Because part of their brain hasn't, hasn't you know, developed enough to kind of be able to catch themselves yet. So their, their emotions are pretty much kind of taken over. And it's, you know, and sometimes people, you know, may not, you know, realize that. And they may take it personally or they may like, you know think that why is this kid being like this with me or like you know Mm -hmm. at the end you just have to kind of you know disassociate from that and just be a parent and it's tough because we are also human we also get emotional right but when when does that stop like the terrible twos the terrible threes well one of the reasons that it um it happens from what i understand it's that um the terrible twos happen because around that time they want to start communicating a little bit more but they don't have Mm -hmm. the the, you know, the verbiage or like, you know, the, the capacity to do so. So if I want to tell you that I am I feel frustrated and I'm angry because I can't get this or that, and I can't, you know, articulate that, then I'm going to get my emotions are going to take over mm-hmm. and I'm just going to throw things because that's all I can do. Right. So being able to, you know, have your kids um, communicate a little bit better, like from young. Right. So that's why the reading kind of helps. That's why when, you know, you, and, and, and telling them like, Oh, this is what this means. Or are you feeling frustrated? Frustrated means this, are you feeling angry? And then dissecting where does angry come from? Like, is it that you're feeling isolated, that you're feeling left out? So then you're able to have this, this child be able to say, you know, that I feel a little left out that this is happening or, you know, and that's why, so that communication kind of helps it, you know, have the the the, sort of the communication move forward from what I understand it so and it does help because I know that when we started um talking to Layla and you know we started teaching her a few more vocabulary words on her emotions and different things she was able to verbalize them more and we were able to manage them a little bit easier because of that and so when she was like a you know on the side was like well use your words let me know how you're feeling so that I could understand you because I want to understand you and she was like well I feel frustrated and I feel like it wasn't fair because of this, this and that. So kind of creating an argument for like her, you know, her, uh, her emotions is, is, you know, and being able to, you know, to let them out in that way, as opposed to letting them out by throwing something. Right. Yeah. So that's the, that's the thing with it. Thanks, Daniel Tiger.
2: Say <laughs> <Is that> again. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel Tiger.
0: <laughs> no, but it works, man. It freaking it, works. It is- It does, bro. Honestly,
2: yeah, that's the thing. I used to watch a lot of TV with them, too. Like, and I think with Dexter, he used to watch more Daniel Tiger than BB ended up watching, but she ended up watching a lot of stuff that he watched because he was the older kid, had more TV control whatnot. But, um, yeah, like, shows like that, like, there's a lot of information out there, you know, for people and and how to cope with a lot of things that give a lot of good, you know, uh, good advice on, on how to do it, you know. The kid didn't decide to have the kid, you know, you decided to have the kid. So, you know, can hey, can't get upset. I mean, if we don't like waiting in lines at the supermarket, you know, how how's a three year old gonna like waiting online line at the supermarket with nothing to do but you know his hands and maybe one doll? Like, nah, bro. Here, man. Here's my iPhone. Watch that YouTube. Because if it was me and I was you, I would appreciate that. You know, like yeah. I don't want to sit here online waiting for these old people to buy their shampoo. Like, nah. Like, like you gotta come with me shopping. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, but still.
0: That's, hey, that's what one, it bro. is, but you know what? You, everybody's going to get through it. You will get through it, and it will hope. And I think that as long as you have like a loving family, you will hopefully never get to the point where, like I said, where you know you just become like a horrible person that is just a complete sociopath that doesn't care about anything and like will hit and be violent with anybody. Right? I think that as long as uh, I know that um, modeling is a very important part. So if they see you as a part, as a parent, be you know, who you want them to be, they'll hopefully be able to know, oh, this is the way that we're supposed to behave. And that happens. And you see that when they're like very young too. Like when something happens, sometimes they look at the parent and we're like, okay, how are you reacting? And they're like, okay, that's how I'm gonna react. So kind of like when uh, you're, let's say you're, you're afraid of spiders, right? And you see a spider and you freak out, right? The kid will probably act the same because they're kind of getting it from there. And and sometimes, it, and I'm telling you, if you see like little, little kids, sometimes like one-year-olds even, when something happens, they look at their parent and be like, okay, what, what, how are you reacting? Okay. Then this, is how I'm going to be, I'm not, are you scared? Then I'm going to be scared. Is this supposed to be funny? Oh, it's funny. Okay. So I'm going to laugh too. Right. Yep, so it's one yep. of those like, you know, yeah. So yep. it's one of those like yep. things that kind of, you know, you have to kind of model too. So yeah, man, it's 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 stuff, but it does. I think it does I, go away. I think once they start socializing in school and different things happen, they, it does go away. And the problems just become a little bit a uh, bit more difficult when they get, you know, when they start kind of gaining their independence. Mm-hmm. And I, I would like to hear about this because all of you, except I would say for in, in my case, and I think also for Nays we haven't gotten to like the teenage years.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so like, uh, well, I guess with um, with Dexter and with Lucas being almost like the same age, they're kind of getting in there but do you see like um like a change from them being young how old was dexter when uh you got involved jason three three so oh so you were able three. to see that change then
2: yeah he's 11 now so um yeah but you know i mean the door starts closing that's what happens
0: that's what it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: the door starts closing and they want privacy and you know and, um you know, and then they get friends that they communicate with on a regular basis on their on their you know tablet
4: or whatever it is. And they stay in the bathroom for hours.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. That's well, something I, else, man. That's something else. Oh, <laughs> um, he's, he's either so very good at know. it or very bad at it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what
2: that kid's eating. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Um and you know what ends up happening is, is I feel like you gotta work harder for their attention. You gotta work harder to be involved. You gotta you gotta learn and listen and ask questions, and it doesn't oh, get any easier. Awesome.
1: My 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 kids and and bit. blue <laughs> and Blue's kids are in their twenties. You know, well, all my kids are in their twenties now, and we have different problems now. Now it's oh I need a car or oh I need money for gas. Oh my car is broke down. Things like that. Now it's different problems as as they get adults now. Yeah, so sure. it, never, it never stops, it's never gonna stop. Yeah. You're gonna stop being a parent. I'm still yeah. doing it for my father. I'm like, yo, pop, I need this, I need that. Or pop, what do I do? It's never gonna stop. Bring the parents never gonna stop. But it's, there's just different problems now, you know. <laughs> so what advice
0: would you have then? Let's say for me or for like, you know, for Nay or or Jason or even like, you know, for like, you know, once your kid turns 13, 14, like what what do you say? Like, okay, have like, you know, we're saying, like, have more patience with their toddlers, right? Try mm-hmm. to be the adult, right? Try to be mm-hmm. so what advice would you well, say?
1: W- when they get older, they they'll 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 understand more, you know, because my kids are my kids work, two of my kids work and they're in college, they understand more, but they don't, you know, and I tell them, if you need if you need me, we don't coddle our kids. And we talked about this before, we don't coddle them. If you guys need me, we're gonna be there for you. And my, my kids are very independent. One works nice and, and he has a uh, he goes to work and school and he, he lived on his own up until yesterday, you know, financial reasons, whatever. But um and just be there for them. You know, but you got to let them, you know, he's 26 years old. He has a girlfriend everything. We can't hold him by the hand all the time. But when he says pop any this, any that, I'm there for him. You know, just you got to know how to, like I said earlier, pick your battles and just be there for him and listen to him and, and talk. And and I had my two sons are older to drink with. I drink with them. <laughs> you know, a lot of parents don't like doing that. I know one of my coworkers says, oh, that's wrong. He's your son. But he's also my friend, too. You know, I, I you know. He's my, he's my boy, my buddies. You know, I drink with them.
4: I don't know if you guys better, be with better, better with me than by themselves. Exactly. Exactly, else.
1: exactly. Exactly. You know.
0: So where does that? Um, that's a, it's a nice little line, right, to kind of walk through, right? So when does that um go over that line of like friend and father, right?
1: Uh, oh, they, I, they do know that. That's, that's a good point. That was a good point, point. and I had, a, I've had this discussion with my, my middle son saying you got to remember that i'm still your i'm still your your, your dad you know it, it, when they when they grow up as a teenager as when i was a teenager my father and I told me and i told my son oh we're not friends i'm your father but as they get older they become more of, of a buddy like my, my three boys they're my buddies man all of them all right you know
0: all right so let's say they come to your house you're like yo let's get some drinks that i'm like all right cool all right and then right there and then they kind of open up and they start doing like you know, setting up lines of coke, so they got some coke. Oh, <laughs> so that's no, 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 You're like, you know, like, so what no, 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 you no, 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 no,
1: there's a line, man. no, 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 he went there, that's God, crazy, God. no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 I don't think somebody's kid is gonna be like, hey dad, you wanna do a line?
1: Yeah, that's no. I'll be like, excuse me? They did it like a smack.
3: Right after the head.
1: Yeah. That's you smack him. I'm saying. That
3: other line we were talking about. That's exactly
0: that's you smack him. Like, you smack him. <laughs> get him out of the room, You're like, but but, but leave, leave the back, leave the back. But yeah, it's one of those like yeah. <laughs> But that's what guys, I'm saying. You guys are I want to, and, and when it comes to teenagers, right, that's one thing that I'm saying. Like, you know, and well, I'm hard, dreading bro. those lines because. That's hard. I agree with Jason, it's going to be very hard to kind of stay yes. connected. So that's what I'm saying. Like, how did you stay connected? Like, you know, as through those years? What well, about you, Blue? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, Richard. well,
1: a lot of it, a lot of it, I have a lot of support. My wife is very supportive. And, you know, a lot of it, believe it or not, is, is a Taekwondo that I teach. They're very my boys are very disciplined and not everybody's into that. Yeah. My boys are very because of that. And I knew that when I got involved with, with these kids that they're going to be extremely disciplined. For Fanae, who doesn't, I don't know if you know, but I run a martial arts school and I'm, I'm the master there. And oh. Lewis's kids there and Blue's kids there, they're there. So they I had that discipline. And that's the line that I draw. They I'm also the instructor at the same time. So I have not only a father, but a, a master, an instructor. So that line. I have the respect all the time. So that's why it's a little easier for me. It might not be easy for everybody else, you know, so prepare yourself for that, you know? So, but they're my buddies still.
3: Cool. I can't cool. even imagine my daughter being a teenager. I I can't see it. It's going to not, <laughs> it's going
1: to prepare. You'll be prepared prepare that by that time. Trust me. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And blue knows he's having no choice.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I what know, would you say, but... yo, So Blue, what would you say would be like the best thing to tell a parent for you know getting ready the for the teenage years? Like tell um, me, like what do what would I need to do like to keep in mind so that I don't lose my shit? You know, number one, I'm gonna say
4: put yourself in their shoes. Empathy. You know what I mean? Um, kind of try to find out where they're coming from. Um yeah. What did you do at their age? Right, we were teenagers and, too, right? You know what I mean? Like I did the same, he got in trouble, you know, doing something. And then I look back and I say, shit, you know what? I did the same exact thing when I was his age. Yep. So you know, you gotta teach him, look, I did the same thing and it didn't work out for me. And this is what happened to me. Don't let this happen to you.
1: Experience.
4: Um you know, and give them the, the respect of talking to them, you know, like an adult, mm-hmm. um, you know, I,
0: that's really. Yeah. No, I, I, agree with that. Honestly, I think that giving them their voice and having them feeling like they are that what they say matters. And I think it's a huge, use your words, let it, let, let them, let them speak
4: the way they want to speak. Right. You know, what are you feeling? What's going on with you? And then, yeah. you know, but sometimes you got to say, you know what? I, I'm sorry you feel that way, but.
1: Exactly. I was just going
4: to say, I was just going to say that
1: line. Oh, because because I said so, it's my mouth doesn't really work anymore. You know, it doesn't really work. You got to try a different approach now. That'll work when you, I probably work with you, Blue, when you were young in the Stone Age, but it doesn't work anymore with these kids. You know? Oh, it works
4: with them too, because I'll kill them. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> you know it doesn't well, you know. You, could, you know what uh they, they if they listen to this i'll kill you <laughs> <laughs> Blue's you better doing 1 on 1 Blues no you, you, you know, you know I, what you got to all right i'm like be empathetic to them i'm gonna what, kill you like when all right, I was, what what you got to there you got to <laughs> scare the shit out of them you got to put the fear of god in them and and you know then they're not going to fuck up because they're afraid of you you know, you don't want them to be afraid of you, but at the same time, you know,
1: more more lines of respect, I would believe more. You know, you know yeah. I think,
0: I think that the 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 frightening part of life will come as they get older, because I remember when, like, you're in college, like, you know, my father got ill and stuff, you know, and then you start thinking about, oh, what am I gonna do? Like, you know, like, am I like, am I ready? And then you start getting scared about, oh man, I need to get my shit together, my life together, because you know if god forbid this happens or this happens you know you start sort of gaining that weight that comes with being an adult mm-hmm. like that sort of responsibility and that kind of sometimes pushes people you know to like you know what i need to like now that i have this support and i need to appreciate it and i need to you know go get my degree or go find some work that's going to be meaningful to me and like you start becoming that type of person um so i think that comes i think with just age i don't know when i mean I'm i'm thinking about myself and i'm you know i'm thinking nobody really uh pushed me to that like you know or made me feel like scared i think i did that for myself saying like you know i need to I, I need to get my stuff together because my life is gonna like if i need to get to this point i need to start moving towards that direction so um i don't know man it's uh i don't like i, said, I don't have teenagers but um you will soon i, I know but i'm just saying like I, it's uh <laughs> I think it's going to be more difficult. Happened. I think it's going to be more difficult than I would say any other. And I and I work with you, guys, so I right, so I do right. know like. But but this is something twenty four seven thing, mm-hmm. and I think it will be a lot easier when you kind of have that you pass over that hill because so it's right. supposed to be like you know like your your kids are, are good, are good. Then it's like a teenagers, and then they become adults, and they come back to normal, like to you, back to you, right? So, yeah, J- just um,
1: for 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 context, uh, Lou. And your son Lucas and Blue, your son Stephen, were, you know, I love them to death, but difficult to work with, man. Lucas, younger, five years ago, was difficult to work with. Boy, I couldn't, I didn't know how to do it. And Blue until about last year, (laughs) I wanted to throw Stephen to the window. And he knows that, (laughs) you know, they're they're very hard to work with. Yeah. (laughs) And I love them both. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're very hard to work with, you know, and you guys are the parents, so you guys deal with it, but um, I deal with them for an hour a day, <laughs> three days a week, and it's hard, you know, it's hard. But when they're teenagers, I want to see how that's going <laughs> to because I work with that one. All know? right.
0: We'll keep that in mind. And how, would <laughs> like, uh, if you could go back to being a teenager, what would you have liked to have had from your parents? Or was it all good?
1: It wasn't all great. It wasn't all great. I I, I was a good... <laughs> I was a good teenager. You know, it wasn't until my twenties where I was a little, wow, why would I do things like that? But um I I was very quiet. I was very timid. Maybe if I would talk to them more, you know, my parents did the best they could with me. <laughs> you know, I think I turned up pretty good. You know, I was not very talkative, you know. You know, I was alone for so many years. I wasn't very my brother and sister, as you as you guys would know, are more go get it than I am. I was into sports taekwondo and, and school wise, you know, not really, but I didn't I stuck to myself a lot. I don't have many friends, you know. Yeah. I wish I was more open, you yeah. know, more uh creative, I guess, you know.
0: But I, oh, I you were like say it again, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, I think you were like uh you were a working youth, right? You used to work. So like uh when you were younger. Yeah. So that that kind of also sends like a sense of responsibility So.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 So you know yeah.
0: But, but what I wouldn't, about, give, I
1: wouldn't give it up though.
0: No. <laughs> would you ever say that your parents understood you or they gave you that sort of like compassion or like they sort did. of
1: empathy? They did. I can't I can't sit here and say I had I, I had no love. You know, there was a time in my life where I'm gonna get a little personal here where I was a little depressed in my twenties. And I felt that and I and I opened up to them. I said that I felt that I was um how can I say disappointed? Disappointed. I disappointed them. I was about 24. And you know, I don't know if you guys know, but I had a little bit of a scare with, with another child that I thought was mine, whatever. Jay, I know you know that. And it was another long story short, wasn't mine, you know, baby wasn't mine, whatever. That's a different podcast. And um, I was depressed and I was gonna go to the army and throw it all away. And you know, it I felt that I said, I'm sorry, I disappointed you guys. And I said, No, you're not a disappointment. And then they, they opened up to me and says, and they asked me, Did we ever show you love? It says, Yes, I felt love but I felt that I didn't show it to you guys back. And I wish I would have done that, be a little more loving. I'm a lot more loving than now than I was back then. I just, if I can go back and undo one thing, it'll be that. I wish I was more talkative to my parents and me initiate the conversation than just them, which is a problem that I have now. My wife tells me that you never init- initiate something, you know, I'm there for them. Daddy, just do this. Do I'm, I'm there, but I never say, let's go do this. Let's go do that. I'm not really, I don't come forward like that. I wish I could do that more. And, that's had an impact on my life from back in the day. So yeah.
2: I think what about you, Jay? Teens, um, I don't think my parents. I'm going to give them their credit where it's due, but I don't mm-hmm. think any of them were prepared for handling my teenage years because of their own personal issues. My parents separated and divorced when I was 13.
4: Uh, oh.
2: So I don't. I think they were both dealing with a lot of different things. And um, I probably fell through the cracks sometimes and had, and got into a little bit of trouble here and there. Uh, that probably got overlooked because of a number of reasons. My mother working full time and then coming home and my brother was only seven at the time. Um, you know, so I had a, my, my leash was, my leash went from, I don't know, it it got very, very long. I mean, I ended up in, you know, hanging out. I hung out with a friend of mine who was a very good friend. He lived on Fordham Road, but I went, you know, from Fordham Road to crossing the bridge into, you know, Manhattan side of the of the, of the Bronx. And, and I got around to a lot of different places and, you know, uh, lost my virginity at a young age, seeing a girl all the way in Brooklyn.
3: And, um,
2: you know, so, I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess I'll be that kid, bro. Like, if I could have expected better from my parents, it would have been to or something else I could have wanted from them would have been to figure it out and work it out and stay together. But um, obviously as an adult now, I know that that's not, that's easier said than done for a lot of people, you know? So, but uh, you know, Hey, I mean, that's just not easy. You know, I don't, I mean, looking back on my father and having to move out of the house and now, you know, you're all every day with your kids. And then all of a sudden now you're not and then my mom trying to hold all that together too. And then my parents were not the type of parents who were like uh, how my wife and and uh my son's biological father is they didn't co-parent. You know, there was one had something bad to say about the other and the other had something about bad to say about them. And and it got to a point where I really just kind of exited stage right in the situation and mm-hmm. got into high school and started playing football and then just kind of I was just did my own thing and never really wanted a, a dime from anybody and just said, you know, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this on my own. And that's what I got out of
0: that whole situation, you know? Um, I'm sorry about yeah. that, because I know that sometimes I can feel like a little bit lonely. And like, I guess that support kind of goes away, especially when it's not, when the focus is not on on sort of having this family, but more on like like a combative sort of a uh, uh, life with somebody else. And I, yeah. and I, well, I see that. Minute, you know? Yeah, 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 because I, yeah. I see it with, there was this one couple, he was telling me that, you know, that all he wants is <laughs> to see his daughter, but he can't because the mom won't let him and and I'm like, who do, who do you think you're hurting by like you know like not seeing not letting your, your like a father or a mom like be with their kid like you know uh, yeah. like it's a, you have to come again, you have to be an adult. you have to be mature enough to say like you know that's this decision should not hurt anybody else. if anything, it should provide even more support and love so that they feel that it's you know that it's still something uh, you know that they can navigate through in a nice way but yeah I yeah, mean yeah. that sucks man I'm sorry man that, that really well sucks.
2: you know I think being 13 was kind of like well you know what I've got enough independence right like I'm allowed to go out after school and hang out and you know play baseball and do whatever I want to whatever you know seven o'clock at night and then going into high school was like oh I joined the football team I might not be from back from practice till like six or seven o'clock at night like you know like I kind of I guess I lucked out in the sense that I was going to be going towards a lot more of independence, kind of that route anyway, you know. So, um, but, you know, I mean, that is what it is. I I wasn't like a grade age student or anything like that, you know. And I'm sure my mom had her hands full with my little brother, you know, he's seven years old at the time. So, and my father didn't live in his, he didn't finally get his own apartment until, he didn't ever get his own apartment. I actually lived with my aunt for several years after that until he remarried. And he's been with that, and that was years later, but, you know, and, um, it wasn't like Dexter's dad. And Dexter's dad kind of, he, um, you know, when they separated, he, I mean, he lived with a friend for a few, for a little bit, but then he went and got his own place, you know, and he got his own place. And then his son was with him every other week. He was already with him every, every, every other weekend, but now he was with him every other week. And my father didn't really have, he didn't, he didn't luck out that way, you know? So, um. You know, his job wasn't that great, you know, he had he had jobs that were good enough to put food on the table and pay the rent. He didn't have jobs that were good enough to pay the rent for your your son's living in this apartment and also put food on the table and pay for your own rent at the same yeah. time. Yeah. You know, and also Rocky, like she never asked. She she never asked um Mark for uh, child support or anything like that, you know. Because it was kind of like, look, if you're taking them every other week and you got your own place, then good, man. Then do it. Like, I don't need, I don't, we don't need your cash. You're taking care of him half the time. You're doing your thing. You know, yeah. my father didn't really get, to, it didn't work out that way. So, you know, but that's, yeah. that's rough. And there's a lot of things I think who go through that also with separating divorced parents and all kinds of shit. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was uncommon because I went to Yeshiva growing up. And all the kids that I knew in Yeshiva, their parents were together and stuff like that. And then when I got to public school at the same age, all this shit happened at the same time. I lost my grandfather, my parents divorced, and I started going to public school. <laughs> so, you know, when I got to public school, I actually helped me with a lot of that because I found I got I came into contact with a lot more kids. It
1: was more common.
2: Who were already in that situation. More common. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it came around and it was my turn, it was kind of like, oh well, I'm not the only one out
0: here dealing with this too. So, yeah. damn. Okay. All right. Jesus. Hope That's we've a, been been very helpful for you. Um. Yeah, no, I'm looking at the time. I'm like, shit, it's already eight <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: I hope it's been helpful. Yeah. Hope you don't go back and say, I'm not doing that ever again. Hope you come back next time, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, like, um I'm always like looking to like, you know, from hear from people's experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And from what I gather from everything that I've heard and and I, you know, in uh blue mentioned it, right? I think that having that sort of like empathy for for what your kid is going through or trying to understand what they're going through, I think is key and allowing them to like voice it. And, but the thing is that they have to feel like they're in a space that they can voice it. So like, because if you don't feel like you could voice it, like, you know what Fernay was saying, like, you know, you're just, you're just afraid of your dad. (laughs) Like, you're not gonna like, you know, maybe have a deep conversation right off the bat because you never, you never, you know, really got the time to develop that because, you know, he was, he was here just like the same thing with my dad. He was here, I actually generally met him when I was 10 years old, when I, went, when I came to the United States. I feel like my grandfather was, you know, I more of a dad because he was the one that kind of raised me, right? But, it's you know, it's, I guess, developing that space where you could say, like, you know, where your kid feels free to come into you and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. Because my main fear, honestly, hands down, is that my kids go through some sort of, like, mental, especially during the, um, the teenage years. Like some sort of like, you know, mental struggle, mental health struggle, like they become depressed or anxious or things like that. And they don't feel like they can come to to me to say anything. I think that is one of like the big things that I have. Like, you know, so I I think that setting up that space from the beginning, saying like, you know, I'm going to be understanding of like, you know, when it comes to this, please come, you know, speak to me and then keep on repeating that and then showing them that by also like leading by example, maybe talking about certain things that, you know, maybe you did and how you, you felt right. And being and showing vulnerability might be like a nice way to kind of have them, you know, be that as well. I don't know if you guys agree, but like, you know, I would say like final thoughts on it, you know, like, what do you think? What would you say, you know, um, from your experience and what you hope to be as a dad, what would be one of the main things that you would want to be as a father, considering everything, you know, all the fathers, you know, guy, what do you think for Nate?
3: Well, I don't know if you guys hear that, but that's my kid in the back. She's crying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um no, I I think one of the main things that I would love, you know, um to have with my daughter is of course that relationship. Um can you guys hear me? It's yeah, real, yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Hey, hey, hey. yeah it's just um uh, you know, just I I just want to be there for my daughter. Like um mm-hmm as much as possible and you know just try to be a good dad i know it's not always like the best <laughs> sorry my okay. kids like it's okay tantrum, that. And, we, we've um, all gone through it no, <laughs>
0: okay. yeah but uh <laughs> yeah just if be there says, for her it it and, and, and,
3: and have her acknowledge that i'm there for
0: her as That's much it. as i could yeah cool cool what about you Blue? what would you say um that they can come to me and
4: speak to me no matter what that i got their back you know, that uh, don't lie to me until it'll make it worse. Um, and and just come to me for anything. You know what I mean? We'll figure it out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's yeah. And like I said before, pick your battles. You know, um, like I said before in the, one of the early podcasts, I would, if I had to discipline or I had to make a decision, I'd ask, I say, How did my father deal with this? How can I do it differently? Because it might not work. You know, I say, Okay, I'll do it this way. And then at the same time, I gotta ask my wife, babe, what do you think we should do? Now that at some time she'll say, look, you handle it the way you gotta handle it, you know.
4: to say about that? What? You know, you said, Well, I don't wanna do that because that didn't work, but in reality it did work because you are the person that you are.
1: True. That's that is true. But the the way I discipline my sons now might not work. The way I was disciplined back then, like same thing with you. You're a little older; it might not work with them today. So, how can you make it better for 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 everybody? You know, instead of like like, if they wasn't, like we mentioned earlier, if you were hit as a kid. You don't want to do it to your son or your, or your or your kids. You know, it might not might not work. That approach might not work. So, it's a good insight on on both parts. What what he did to me and what and what what they did to me, and then what I can do to them. It's it's just you know a foundation and even foundation. You know. You Got a point. It, it it does work. I mean it won't really work what they did to me, but some good insight and good, you know. You got
4: you get what I'm saying, Blue? Like Yeah, no, I I just think I, that I'm, you know what? I'm still scared shitless of my father. My father yeah. now says something to me. I jump. What do you need? What do I gotta get for you? You know, that's right. right. That's you reality. Know. Yeah, right. and it,
1: it's it's funny because like my 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 kids see my my father as oh well grandpa. He's not the same person I grew up with, <laughs> you know. You know, but and on a serious note, that I go to my father and say, look. Like I told him the other day, I said, "Pop, did I have a problem? This, this. What? Can, what how, can, how can you help me?" And he says, "Look, do what you gotta do. You you you've been doing this for a while, and I got you." He says the same thing about it. I got your back. He'll never say I'm doing something wrong. He'll say, "Oh, you should do it this way. This is why. This is what I would do, but you can do whatever you want." He'll never say I'm
4: wrong. You know? Did you? Did your father ever say something to your kids that you were just like, uh, "What the hell?" And who the oh, hell are you? Yeah, doing?
1: exactly. Yeah, why are you because giving them money I was for the
4: same <laughs> shit? <laughs> right? Yeah, you would yeah. knock me upside my head. Yeah,
1: Jason knows. Jason, my my brother in law. Jason knows that my, you know, my father's great to them. His, his, his kids, not the same guy I grew up with. man. <laughs> right, Jay?
2: Hi, <laughs> right, Jay. Well, I hear. Yeah, changed a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I think. Um, I think over 40 hours of work, day in day out for years at a time will do that for you, and okay. that, I mean that brings me to what I would want to be then as a father. I just want to be alive and healthy enough to move around and be there for him for as long as I possibly can. That's it. That's it. Now, you know, that's that's my thing. You know, I don't know. I think when that time comes, and like I say, I always think about it like, man, like the worst thing I could ever hear was that my daughter is moving to the other side of the United States. I think that's when, like, like I don't know, I, I'd be the person to just throw up everything and be like, all right, I'll go find a job over there, too. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I can't, I'm not going to do, like, like I love my wife and everything. We have our own ideas for, you know, for retirement and for when the kids are older and out of the house and all of that, too. But I don't know, if I don't know, I don't think I could deal very well with being that far away from my kids. You know, not being able to be at least a car ride away in case of an emergency. I don't know how people do it you
0: know
2: I don't, I, it's not that i don't
0: have confidence in my kids or anything like
2: that
0: it's just that like i feel like it's my duty to be there you know like yeah. you know. right so, man, it's your duty to create that nice space all right man yeah. guys i just realized the time is like a little it's fine man. i'm so We're sorry. good yeah it's fine i know we fine. have to like switch it around but now the, the count is fine now so it should be uh straight up for next time but thank you so much for You're taking right. the time it's a lot of insight man thank you um and hopefully this sort of rubs off on whoever's listening and they also kind of feel inspired to be, you know, to want to yes. be good parents and to want to create good spaces and healthy spaces and supportive spaces for their kids to thrive in. So Yo, yeah, like whoever, whoever you three people are that are listening, tell somebody.
4: Exactly. <laughs> and we got
1: four
0: people. We <laughs> got that one person in Canada, I think, right? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's just, tell I, listen, somebody. I listen to them. I listen to this podcast all the time.
3: Louis. Where, where can I find your podcast, Louis?
0: Oh, it's, it's uh, my that's in depth. Yeah, definitely. No, we're going to definitely, yeah, I want to send you the link and all that. So, yeah. And I hope yeah, you can join do. us. Yeah, I hope you can keep on joining us, man. Seriously. Yeah, for sure. Let me know. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. And hey, later, guys. Oh. Yeah, peace out.
1: Man.